Last time on Gathering of the Ages. Min, Artrilla, and Kendra are all fascinated for six rounds. He's a big, strong half-orc. <laughs> this thing is going to fly straight towards Kendra. 1-1 one, one was a racehorse, 2-2 two, two was 1-2, one, 1-1-1 two. One, 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 one race, 2-2-1-1-2. Two, two, one, one, two. And because you used this, okay. you cannot use another weapon. <gasps> Ever? As far as you know, you feel compelled to use this axe. Now I want each and every one of you to focus on this crystal orb. Whatever answers you might be looking for, I want you to think of those. Call them to the present. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Gathering of the Ages podcast. I am the lovable game master, Spencer Borup. So excited to present to you this very special episode. This episode marks a milestone for the Gathering of the Ages as we reach our 25th episode. I personally cannot believe that we have been doing this this long and that we still have people listening to us. Blows me away. I just want to thank all of you that are listening to us, new, old, whether you've been with us from the very beginning or just now starting listening to us. Thank you for being here with us on this incredible journey. We hope that we are able to provide an epic story that you are able to follow along with. We hope that you have grown attached to some of these characters and that you root for them and you hope that they succeed as well as hating the villains that I come up with and create. Totally what we're going for. With all that being said, we are finalizing the character concept submissions, and this week we are putting our fate in your hands. That's right. You guys get to decide what classes we are playing. If you want Philip to be the healer, vote for Philip to be the healer. If you want me to be the tank, vote for me to be the tank. Not saying that because you have to do that, but those are just suggestions. Go online, check out the new poll that will be up there starting on the 14th of September. So tomorrow, after this episode is released, that poll will go up, and you have about a week. I don't want to put a, a definitive time on it. It will close eventually because we do need to get started on recording the, the Halloween special for you guys. We're very excited for that as well. We've got some awesome things planned, and... A guest GM. How about that? I'm not going to be GMing. You're going to get to hear me play for a change. So we hope you guys are excited for that as well. And it will be an extra long, extra special, maybe even a two-parter. Don't know yet. Still have to record it. But we are very excited for that. So make sure you jump online, www.wordpress.gatheringages.com, and vote for what classes you want us, the players, to play as. Then we will start rolling up these characters, and they will be announced during the Halloween special. He will also find out who this guest GM is. Anyway, like I said, I really hope you guys are still enjoying it. We are having a lot of fun. I am personally having a lot of fun. This podcast means the world to me. It is my creative outlet that I look forward to every single week and creating good content for all of you. And so it means the world to me that you guys continue to support us, even when they, things might be late or off schedule. It means the world that 
we still have fans, we still have supporters out there, and we just cannot wait for the future. There are some amazing things planned for the future, and I just hope you guys are all there to enjoy those amazing events that are happening happening for the podcast. Without further ado, though, I'm sure you guys are dying to get into this episode. Let me just say, it's a good one. Anyway, I present to you episode 25, Visions of the Past. Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode. You guys sound so excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Everybody excited? Everybody's excited. Zachary, are you excited? excited. Si, senor. Thank you, Zachary. Your enthusiasm is overwhelming. My enthusiasm? (laughs) Yes. It's bursting. It's bursting. It is known. (laughs) It is known. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so last week, our brave adventurers faced off in the forest against an evil spirit, which they (gasps) learned was an alip. I don't know if we, if the characters found out what it was but the players now know that it is an alip i think we did figure that out. you wouldn't have given it to us if we hadn't rolled the. <laughs> the no that's right check. our trilla did our trilla did roll the knowledge yeah. check on it that's right so they did find that out the all-knowing our trilla laid this to rest by disposing of the evil book that it it was tied to they found the remains of and our trilla still thinks that it killed itself yeah, I yeah, do. you do. <laughs> is that like because she really didn't see it, or is she just like in self-imposed denial? There is no way Marcus did that. No, I really didn't see it happen. Probably, really though, it. I, I, I think the latter. I think it's a bit of both. Probably, yeah, probably, probably a little bit of both. I didn't see it, and even if you tell me, I'm not going to believe like, you. Like, no, mates, what really happened? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, stop kidding around. <laughs> so they found the remains of a small child. Then they found out through Min's abilities whatever they are, uh, that this was, in fact, Rimon. And they returned the body to the grieving mother and the family. That name sounds like it should be in Game of Thrones, like Rimon Yeah, it kind of does, yeah. So they returned the body. Marcus went and got the father to have him perform burial rites. Uh, The mother invited them to attend because they were the ones to find the body, and Marcus politely declined for the group. They left the shop, returned back to Kendra's house, and when they arrived, Kendra's spirits seemed to be a little higher. Uh, Maybe you guys put her to ease, telling her that this wasn't all her fault. You know, she, she played a part in it, but accidents happen, and this wasn't entirely her fault. And so her spirits picked up, and she was feeling well enough to perform a reading not not a reading like a, like a card reading but a through the crystal ball reading through the crystal ball with the powers of her her divination magic yeah she Unify. she probably said this to you she probably said that she thought that this might bring you all a little closer together she saw the way you guys fought in the forest and you guys just were not meshing very well and so she what what gave what gave her oh. that awful impression? Oh, I don't know. Archilla. Did <laughs> I almost out of character set men on fire? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Marcus. Marcus. 
Marcus. Got, some, got something in my throat. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> so she. I legitimately have something in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was real, guys. That was not sarcasm. <laughs> so she sat you all down around the table, the same table that you performed the seance on. You believe that you spoke with the professor. You're not certain, 100% certain, but it did seem like you were speaking with the professor from another plane. She sat you around the table, instructed you all to link hands after retrieving her crystal ball from her bedroom. Says she wants all of you to focus on the crystal ball. Bring to life any questions that you might be having about your past. I, you as a group, knowing more about each other. Farazma, guide us through this journey. All of you, no matter what you see, do not break this link that we have created around the table. Doing so might disrupt and stop what we're trying to do here. Wait, 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 wait. Yes, Min? Before we start, I have to scratch my nose. <laughs> okay, Hurry quickly. Up, little man. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Here, hold so my hand better. again, okay. but not that one. Okay. Are we ready? Are you ready? Yes. She looks at all of you. Yes. Let's get ready to do all. <laughs> She's asking for consent, basically. <laughs> ready when you are. I suppose. Have we all scratched our respective noses? <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Let us begin. You guys stare at the crystal ball for a few moments. And finally, you begin to see moving pictures within it. Things become more vivid the longer they play out, and it's almost like the crystal ball begins going inside your mind. And these, these images begin playing out in your head. Almost as if you were there watching these yourself, even though, even though you weren't at these events, like all of you weren't at these events, the first thing we see is a young half-orc sitting in a chair, holding his head in his hands. You can tell something's off. It's almost as if he's trying to fight something going on inside of him. Eventually, this half-orc gives up drops his hands to his side, stands up out of his chair, and lets out this roar. Something the other three of you have never heard. Parad has heard this roar before. The other three of you, maybe not so much. You've heard Parad scream in battle, but nothing like this. This is something entirely different. We flash Man, forward. On. <laughs> we flash forward, and we see this same half-orc standing in a in an opening in a town in a town center numerous half orcs surrounding these two dueling half orcs onlookers unable to do anything be for fear of getting hurt themselves the one half orc in his hand wielding a familiar axe but the half-orc wielding it does not look familiar to you. Across from him stands Parad. 
and this other half-orc, whose name you do not know, yells, Are you a coward? Or are you an, or are you an orc? Fight me! Or die! What does Parad say in return? Nothing. Nothing. This half-orc, wielding this familiar axe that you've all seen in battle many times, looking out of place, charges. Parad, in turn, runs towards this other half-orc. And right before they clash in battle, we flash forward again. We see Parad walking side by side with a younger half-orc with red curly hair. Like Shirley Temple if she was a half-orc. Yeah, exactly. Walking alongside him on a dirt road, she is holding onto, per, into, holding onto Parad's hand. She looks up at him and, and says, Brother, why can, we, why can we not stay here? It's best if we stay away from them from now on. Where are we going? It's best you don't know that either. The scene fades away. Parag was kind of a jerk. <laughs> Wait, does he have the axe in this flashback? He does. So we have now seen the first date. <laughs> <laughs> and last week we saw the breakup. Oh, that's, that's sad. Oh, that's sad. Ow. <laughs> we flash to a different person. This Varesian man is sitting in a chair practicing on a tarot deck. A young girl stands in the same room, spinning in circles. Eventually, she approaches this Varesian man and says, Brother, do you want to play a game? Not really, Lunetta. I'm, I'm a tad busy at the moment. It'll, it'll be fun. Come on. You never want to play games with me. You're right, I don't. One game. One game, and then I'll leave you alone. Please. For the sake of my sanity, I suppose I'll agree. Excellent. Okay. Okay, I'm going to go hide. You count to ten, and then you come find me, okay? And she darts out of there before you can even say anything else. Marcus proceeds to count to ten, humoring his younger sister. Begins searching around. Where does Marcus go to look for her? The first place he, he can think of to look for her. Uh, their mother's room, I guess? Enters the mother's room. And on the far side of the bed, you see Lunetta's hair sticking up from the other side. Oh, well, I I guess I'll just never know where she went, I suppose. She starts giggling from the other side of the bed. I'm Uh, over here, you silly. Oh, well, I guess I lose then. No, you win. I knew you'd find me. You always find me. We flash forward. Marcus is slightly older, frantically running in the house. We hear him say, Where is she? Where's Lunetta? Searching all over the house. I can't find her. This scene fades. The next thing the four of you see within the crystal ball are flames. And a house is on fire. We see a young halfling who looks very very different from when he does now he also speaks differently 
in his hands, in his arms, he's cradling a body. What does this halfling say? Mama. Wake up, Mama. I know you're teasing me because you're smiling. Wake up. Mitt? Mitt? We see this unfolding, and you all notice that Min's hair is short. The clothes he wear make him look more like a boy. This is very uncharacteristic for Min. This scene ends, and we flash to our final party member. We see a young gnome with pink hair exploring through the forest, walking around, gathering different things. This scene ends, we flash to another one. This young gnome with pink hair is standing in a room, in a dark room, with a hooded figure. On the table in front of her reside two books. One bound in white, one bound in red. This hooded figure says to this young pink-haired gnome, you know what must be done. Do we have a deal? We have a deal. The scene ends. We see Artrilla once more walking alongside a familiar face, one that you have all seen. This face, however, looks worn, haggard, tired, frustrated. <laughs> and this face you all recognize as the professor. Artrilla recognizes this scene as the last time she saw him. Months, just a few months before his murder. They're walking and he asks Artrilla, Artrilla, will you sing me a song? What song does she sing? She sings Gnomish Lullaby Gnomish because she Lullaby. knows that that will soothe him. They continue walking for several more minutes. It, the, the scene flashes forward. The professor takes a seat on a stump, rubs his tired eyes, looks at Artrilla, but the scene is playing out as if we're watching it from Artrilla's perspective, almost as if the professor is talking to all four of you. And he says, I'm not always going to be around. And when I, when I do go, you need to remember that there are other people in this world very capable of helping you and aiding you. I know all cultures are different. Some believe in families, some do not. But regardless of that, there is strength in numbers. The professor reaches down to the ground, grabs a single stick out of the dirt, and snaps it in two. A single branch is easily broken. He picks up a few more, bundles them together, and attempts to break them cannot. He maybe breaks one or two on the outside. And he holds this up. And he says, But a bundle are much stronger and not easily broken. This scene with the professor ends. 
as he's holding out this bundle of sticks fades to black. The next thing we see is not a familiar scene to any of you. All four of you are standing in complete darkness. Nothing around you. You're not in any rooms. You're not in any place. Standing in complete darkness. In the distance, you hear footsteps. They're getting closer to the four of you. Kendra collapses on the table. But the but Parad and Artrilla grasp her hands. So this is happening outside this vision. You are all still seeing this happening. But you hold on to her hands, desperate to know what is going on here. She's she's out. The next thing you see, this hooded figure walks towards you. You're unable to see his face this person's face in the shadows of the hood takes a few more steps. All four of you are just standing there motionless. You see a pair of eyes gaze out from within this hood. All four of you see a different set of eyes. You hear a voice. All four of you hear a different voice. And it says, I'm coming for you. This vision ends. Kendra gasps deeply, lets go of Parad and Artrilla's hands, dispels the magic in the room. I do not know what happened there at the end. It's almost as if I was not in control anymore. I, I don't know what happened. I'm, I'm sorry for that. The four of you are sitting around the table just in awe at what you've seen from the past of these people that you've been working with for several days now. <laughs> yeah, it has only been a couple days, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Kendra, she says, it was so nice to see my father once more. As tired as he looked, I do miss him. And she just kind of she just kind of sits there in silence, just processing everything, taking it all in. We haven't done it for a while, but I really want to get into some headspace right now. So I'm going to ask each of you what's going on inside your heads, and then maybe we can have a little bit of discussion within the party about what we just saw. So we'll go in reverse order. Artrilla, what is going inside? What is going on inside your head? Mm, a little bit of anger. I uh, didn't want anybody to see those books, so I'm not happy that that showed up. And I'm still not happy about that analogy he did. I don't always believe in that. Yeah, I think there's you need people sometimes, but not all the time, like he's saying. He's he's inferring that I'm not strong enough on my own. So I, I, I didn't like that <coughs> analogy the first time. I didn't like seeing it again the second time. Okay. Especially with this group. If oh. this is implying that I need to be with this group, it's really bothering me. Oh, it's really bothering yes. you. Okay. That's about it. All right, we'll go on to our favorite halfling. What is going through? I know your your snippet was very short and probably brought up a lot of bad memories. So what's going on inside 
inside Min's head. Uh, it's obviously not a thought he wants to dwell on, so rather than... We saw all of each other's, right? Yeah, you saw everybody's. So rather than what he saw and what he already knows about himself, he's kind of... He's surprised at just the many similarities between his baggage and the baggage of the three around him. Uh, Parade and uh, Marcus both having sisters and uh, something in Artrilla's vision about the hooded man really resonated with him. He's curious about it and interested. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of, he's drawing parallels. He's and thinking about how the professor said we're all together for a reason like different people that have come from similar really really bad circumstances okay mm -hmm. did it did it shock men to see his past self uh what he used to look like uh may maybe a little not not so much shock more of more of like nostalgia or it's just nostalgia. kind of just sadness okay any really other... not a whole lot of shock value because it's something he sees every, every day. Okay. Um. Any other thoughts going through Min's head? Really want to know about those books and that hooded guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Marcus. Okay. And I don't want to play your character. But in your head, you're still hearing the final thought, the final words from your sister. Like, you'll always find me. Yeah, that's honestly what I was going to say. Okay. You ripped that out of my Sorry. mouth. Like, it's just <laughs> repeating over and over. Ripped that right just... out of my face. <laughs> I don't know. I think he's sitting with his head in his hands. Okay. What did he think about everything? Uh, I don't know. I think he's just, he's, he's shell-shocked from seeing his sister. He's the opposite of men right now. Okay. So he's a little numb right now, other than, you know, the despair. <laughs> okay. Any other any other final thoughts? Not really. Okay. And lastly, Parade, <clears throat> I do want to say something. You saw this happening. You did not recognize or remember a single moment from what happened in your in your little vision, except <clears throat> the very end with your sister as you were walking with her. That was the only thing you remember what? from this vision that you just saw. So taking lock. that into consideration is Parad shocked. Oh, undoubtedly. I probably feel like garbage right now. Okay. I'd imagine you takes several glances at Bessie, which I think is additionally hard on Parade as well, because you can't even use her right now. Can't even touch her. You can't even Thanks touch her. Thanks for the reminder, right Spencer. Thanks. Poor Parade. She's just collecting dust in that corner over there. So what's going on in Parade's mind right now? Now that he's seen something from his past that he does not recognize. So, I'm going to correct you a little bit. Okay. <laughs> so, um, regardless of me not remembering doing 
Me not member. Me not, <laughs> me not member. I'm not member. Not member. Not member. You member Star Wars. You member? I member. <laughs> member Stormtroopers? I am now I am now George Lopez. Marcus is now played by George Lopez. <laughs> no, you can't change characters. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> we recast him, he's George Lopez. It's a really quick casting change. <laughs> Mid episode even. As much as I love George Lopez, I'm kinda of fond of Jason Satham, so sorry. You're stuck. <laughs> so what's going on inside Parod's head? What were you going to correct me? Okay, so yeah, correction. Uh, even though I don't remember it, the exact events taking place, I know they happened. Okay. Like... But this is the first time you're actually seeing yeah, them. Yeah, so... Now, on top of, like, feeling like garbage, in a sense, I think he also has a sense of clarity... Okay. Because he finally knows what happened and what took place all those years ago. Okay. Well, you don't know the whole thing. You know bits and pieces You know bits now. and pieces. You know little That's snippets. That's enough. So you got like secondhand accounts? You're just like, oh, so I probably killed that guy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Or had you had bits and pieces already? So this just like filled the holes. No bits and pieces okay. before this. No. All. This okay. is he, he probably just heard so stories about what a, happened. It was all just a lot of he said, she said. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. You're all seated around the table, and a noise at the door jars all of you, shakes you all out of your, your thoughts. Marcus's hand immediately goes to his sword. Okay. You hear a knock, like just a thud on the door. And Kendra, Kendra gets up and says, I'll, I'll go get the door. You, you just wait here. It's your house. She, she walks over, opens the door, and you hear a familiar voice. Voice of the sheriff. Oh, I ladies know and gentlemen. The good old he sheriff. He says, oh, Kendra, it's, it's good to see you. Are, are, you. are you doing well? She says, yes, I'm, I'm doing fine. Thank you, sheriff. How can I help you? He says, well... A very odd event happened earlier this this morning. We had a bird from outside of town fly in with a letter. It's addressed to Marcus. What? You hear this from the table. What do you do? <laughs> he, he does that, just what? Do you get up, go over, or...? I guess. I mean, he'll... He'll probably sheath the short sword first. Okay. <laughs> give I don't me know. that letter. <laughs> give me that letter. You give it to me right now. Okay. You know what? Yeah, I like the flavor better. He doesn't. He walks up with a sword. In his I hand. seriously don't think it would. It's the sheriff. Marcus yeah. hates him. So. Just like, eh. Do you use it as a letter opener? Yes. <laughs> Jealous. I don't know what's in with what's inside this letter, but it is addressed to you. He hands it over. I would hope he doesn't. Does the sheriff go through people's mail? Yeah, if he no, goes through people's mail, we're going to have a He's like apologizing problem. for not going reading this letter first. Dear Marcus, I hope this letter reaches you in a timely manner. I'm just sending this to remind you of your imminent demise. Not really. Does not say that. <laughs> I've never been one for lengthy explanations, so I will cut to the chase. It is about your mother. She's missing. I know you were never close with her, I have my issues with her as well, but I've always felt the need to look after her. I still love her, we have, we've had our differences, but she was my wife. 
These feelings, as strange as they might be, never truly go away. I stopped receiving correspondence from her roughly a month ago. The hovel she has been staying in was ransacked. No note, no explanation, just gone. To you, this probably does not sound odd, not a, or, or unlike your mother, but something does not feel right here. I don't know what you'll be able to do, or if you were once willing to, or if you are even willing to do anything. But I just wanted to inform you. I hope all is well with you, and that you are in good health. I love you, Marcus. Dad. But you didn't read that out loud. No. I just wanted people at home and them to hear it. But so you got this letter, and this seems very out of the blue to you as well. Yeah, it does. Suspicious timing, even. <laughs> so, thoughts on the letter? Um, he's just wondering what, if the same thing that happened to his sister could have happened to his mom. Okay. Mar Marcus is going to be the hide-and-seek champion by the end of this game. <laughs> <laughs> well, good day to all of you. And if you guys are up for it, there is still that matter I asked you about a few days ago. Or no, yesterday. It was yesterday. I asked you about this yesterday. Uh, things are blurring together. It's been very busy. I could use something to get my mind off of this. If you, if you do need the coin or whatever. Yeah, we are totally on top of that. What did he want? He wanted us to help him with something, but us. he never no. said, little man. He never, yeah, he never did actually say. He just said he needed you to help him and that he would be willing to pay you. Well, no wonder I'm confused. It's okay, little man. We'll help you. <laughs> I will see you all later, I suppose. And the sheriff turns around and leaves. Kendra closes the door. She goes and sits back down in the same chair around the table. So the other three of you are still are still at the table. You didn't get up, I'm assuming. You stayed at the table. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does Marcus go back to the table? I think he's gonna start packing up and start heading towards the sheriff's office. He he needs something. He needs to work off some feelings. Okay. We're ready to go. You guys want to go to the sheriff's mm -hmm. office? You guys don't want to talk to each other about what you just saw. Well, like we can do that on okay. the way. <laughs> just, mm. I'm just curious. I, I, it's. I mean, your guys' character. If you guys don't want to talk about it, then don't talk about it. But Marcus definitely. Uh, yeah. No. Want to no. Talk Min wants it. to talk about it. <laughs> Min wants to ask questions. He's very inquisitive. <laughs> just let's multitask. <laughs> yeah. So you guys tell Kendra that you're leaving. She bids you farewell, and you begin walking down towards the sheriff. Takes you. Probably takes you a minute to to get packed up and everything. I'm just gonna keep rubbing salt in the wound. Prod goes to grab Bessie. Jerk. <laughs> but I don't like you right now. Hope you know that. <laughs> just quite can't. And looks down at the other. Like I wonder. Axe. I wonder. Is it like a physical? Like he physically cannot grab it, or does the hammer like affect his mentality? No, it's like, the axe. Or it's does the does that axe. hand axe affect his mentality? Like I don't want to use anything other than this. It's a, it's a mental thing. He's so, looking at it, and he's like, I can't do it. Got to use this. Got to use this hand axe So he is waist. still feeling the loss of Bessie. Oh, yeah. Just, he's not totally consumed by this Parade, pick up your axe. Let's go. <laughs> which one? Which one? <laughs> aren't, sucks, you go <laughs> aren't you going to take Bessie along? Oh, I don't want to role play this. You have <laughs> to. Come on. What, is, what does Parade say to Artrilla? Ah. <sighs> 
<laughs> Zachary's just mad at me. That's why he doesn't want to do anything. He's glaring at me. He's just mad because you made him give up his D12 hit die. I know. That's why he's really mad. I, no, I seriously think Zachary is attached to Bessie. I think that's so why too. he named We're it. We're all attached to Bessie. She's like a cast member. <laughs> she She's is. like saved our life. <laughs> Come on, Parod, stop fooling around. You know Grab what? Bessie, let's go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna spite you, Spencer. I'm oh, not yeah? even gonna say anything. I'm just gonna take the wrong axe and leave. The bloodstain, was it a bloodstain axe? Yeah, or the bloodstain hand axe. Hand axe. You just grab that one and go? Yep. That one's been on your waist. Yeah, we don't. So you don't grab your waist and go. You grab your waist and go. <laughs> <laughs> Hike up your pants <laughs> and walks out the door. <laughs> hey, hey, oh, man, do you see that? What's up with him? I saw that. He didn't grab Bessie. Why did he grab Bessie? I don't know. He loves Bessie. And that little axe? I don't think that's match for anything. No, it's not Bessie. He loves Bessie. Why did he leave Bessie? I don't know. Go pick it up. Take it to him. Okay. <laughs> If you guys have ever played really? Tales of Asperia, he looks like that little kid with the <sighs> hammer. How it falls and crushes him. Ah! <laughs> I go over, help get it off. Of, never mind. I think this is a bad idea now that I think about it. Let's go. Parod looks over his shoulder and glares at all of you while you're touching it. <laughs> That's not the GM making that up. He's like, he, Zachary actually is glaring at all of us. Fine, we won't bring Bessie. Maybe you don't want to get her dirty. I don't know. Whatever. Okay, so four of you leave Parad feeling rather empty without his Bessie. I can't Bessie. believe you're like smiling and laughing about that. Such a so jerk. Mean. I am the black hearted GM. Obviously. Me and Spencer are going to have a tussle after this podcast is over. <laughs> yeah. Zachary's getting ready to flip the tables over mm, on yep. me. DM needs you to stop whining. There we go. I like that one a lot. Yeah, let's use Don't that one Don't flatter yourself. Often. I uh, I hit the wrong button. I, I'm sure yeah, you but did, but... Them. So Maybe the not. four of you begin walking towards the sheriff's office. And are you talking amongst yourselves along uh -huh. the way? Go ahead. So... Who was that guy you were talking to? What you talking about, Lil Mint? What guy? The guy with two books. Hmm, don't recall that. I'd roll a bluff check, but we all s clearly saw it. Hmm, <laughs> I, I think you're mixing me up with Parod. Remember Parod? He was like racing after that other half fork. That was quite exciting. That was Parod, exciting. who was that guy? Don't drag me into this. Oh, I'm deflecting. <laughs> who, who was that guy you were fighting, Parod? None of your business. Well, who was the little girl then? Was that your sister? Yes. She's oh. very cute. Thank you. What was her name? You forgot. You forgot, you forgot your own backstory. I haven't looked at my backstory. You're so fired. <laughs> uh, you're supposed to know your backstory, dude. I forgot. Now I really don't feel bad about taking your battle axe away <laughs> oh, yeah. from you. I forgot your sister's <laughs> name. So you know, it starts yeah. with an O, but I can't remember the whole thing. Right. Orbul. Orbul? Yeah. Orbul. Redenbachers. That's Barad's last name. He's Barad Redenbacher. He secretly makes popcorn. <laughs> hey, wanna buy some popcorn? Oh my gosh. Yeah, you just get, you're gonna steal Marcus's trench coat and yeah. just fill it yeah. full of popcorn. <laughs> Sell it on the side. Yeah. <laughs> Famous bounty hunter and also popcorn salesman. So you tell the name, Orbal. Where is your sister now? Somewhere that I'm not going to say aloud. 
Oh, is she in some kind of danger? No. Why would you think that? Because you won't tell us where she is. Because I don't want to. Mighty prickly today, aren't you? What gave that away? Okay, no. switching topics. Little man, your vision was a little sad. That was your mom? Uh-huh. You don't sound very sad. Well, it happened a long time ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was my mom. And my sister. I didn't see your sister. She was very small. Oh, like you? Yeah. Okay. Both our parents were bigger than us, by like a lot, because they were both human. Oh, you didn't have halfling parents? No, we were adopted. My mama and papa found us. We didn't have parents. Oh. They took care of us. I guess little halflings need looking after. We did. So who is that guy? Oh, did you see Marcus's vision? I'm gonna stop you right there. Shut up. <laughs> oh, I just, I thought your sister was cutie pie. Where is she now? Uh, little man, not a good question. Not a good question. Keep walking. She's gone. Is she alive? I doubt it. But you don't know. I never saw her, if that's what you mean. Maybe she is alive. Oh man, you're such an optimist. <laughs> you are mean. Yeah, then that would make all the drunken rages my mother held towards me for naught. She thought it was your fault? You I'm ignoring. It's different. I saw my sister. Mitt is completely, totally dead, but if I hadn't seen her, I'd rather think she was okay. Maybe you'll find her. I don't know. And Marcus just keeps walking. Keeps going. Yeah. Eventually, you arrive at the sheriff's office, open the door, and are greeted by the sight of good old Gibbs Hefenis still lying no. in the jail cell. Oh, I forgot he would be here. What do you want? Nothing with you. Good. Be nice. You and tell he, him he short goes, stuff. He goes and lies back down on his bed. <laughs> Puts his arm over his eyes so he doesn't have to see you guys. <laughs> Little man, you're so funny. <laughs> Sheriff, we're here. He comes around from the, the back. Oh, you're, you're, I was not expecting to see you. I, I'm i very glad that you're here, though. Uh, you weren't expecting to see us? I honestly did not think you guys would come. You just asked us to come. I extended the offer. That's all I did. I did not believe. Oh, I, silly. I get the idea come. that you guys don't like me very much. And he looks right at Marcus. Why would you say that? I think you're a swell guy. You see, you see I never said that. I said you were stupid. <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> so you're here for the job then? Yes, we are. Sure thing, dummy. Alright, I... Have you met Jominda yet? Jominda? She sold us the wand. Ooh. Lovely lady. Now this might come as a shock since we are such a small town, but I believe that there is some kind of drug trade going on inside of Ravengrow and I... Now I rest my case. 
through all my research, he like doesn't even acknowledge you. <laughs> through all my research and my findings, my investigation, I feel like I've narrowed it down to her. As a drug traitor? Yes. Okay. She's an herbalist. What do you expect? I would send one of my deputies in. Oh, that's in. a laugh. Exactly. I would send one of them in to investigate, but she knows all of them. Well, you guys are outsiders. Maybe you you could find an inn somehow. Persuade her to befriend you in some way. I, I just... Well, I need more information before I can I can close the lid on this case and and make my arrest. Arrest? You don't even know it was her. That's why I need more information. Little man, we can find out it's not her. Yeah, I'm her best customer. She'll talk to me, and you'll see this is all a huge misunderstanding. Mm, I don't know if she'll talk to you after you told everyone she would sell them wands at half price. Sheriff, how's her business been doing since I told them she would discount wands? I honestly don't know. No. <laughs> I'd imagine a little better. I don't... But she's not She's not the kind of lady to discount things. So she discounted the wand for you? Yeah, I really thought she would do that for everybody. I don't... I've never heard of her give a discount. Maybe... Maybe she saw something in you when you went into the store. I, I, I don't know. I'm yeah, spitballing here. He was here. a little, or, a little fella. Or maybe I'm just cute. <laughs> maybe, perhaps. Could be it. <laughs> but obviously she likes you for whatever reason. Maybe that could be your in. Let's go try it. All right. Okay. Well, if you find anything out, please report back to me. Sure. Oh, yeah, Captain Obvious. You talk to a lot of bad people, right? I'm offended, but <laughs> yes. You think Jaminda looks the kind to sell, deal in that kind of business? I doubt it. She's just a simple old woman. I used to work for a guy like that, and he was mean, ugly, and, and just, just really, really bad. You worked for a drug traitor? I had a hard time after Mama and Papa died. Oh, little man, I'm sorry. That's not a way to make a good living. No, but it was all I could do. I was small, I could get into places, and he didn't have to pay me anything because I was too little to speak up. There were a lot of human children there, too, that worked the shiver business. That's what it, that's what we, it was, that's what it was. Oh, little man, I could rip that guy from head to toe for you. What a rude man. Oh, he's dead now. Oh, good. <laughs> well, let's go prove Jacinda right. Jaminda. Jaminda. Both Kaler and then Jaminda. Jaminda. Well, she's my friend, so. <laughs> well, let's go prove her a good woman. And she's not old. She's about, like, the like, sheriff's age. I just age. said simple. I oh, I thought you said old. Yeah, I'm no, sorry. I thought you said old. She's a crazy old cat lady. She's actually really pretty, like, like long blonde hair. I mean, totally Marcus's type. So how do you know what Marcus's <laughs> type is? Marcus has a thing for uh, uh, what are the people from the lands of the Lenorm Kings called? Viking. Uh, oh, oh, Olfen. She has Olfen a thing women. for Olfen women. He has a thing for Olfen women. Very large, <laughs> large, robust, robust women. women. They're usually right. taller. Than, they're probably. They could all probably just snap Marcus in half. Yeah, I mean, Marcus is only like 5'11 and like a buck 80. He's. 
Yeah. So, a black eighty soaking wet. Yeah. <laughs> so Parad, you're a bounty hunter. Uh huh. Do you think Jaminda is a criminal? I don't deal with druggies. But you've brought some in. That's not true at all. Oh. Where would you get that information? He's a peculiar kind of bounty hunter. Are you actually picky about your jobs? No, but no one's ever asked me to deal with a druggie. So it's a lucky coincidence? Sure, if you want to call it that. Well, I have a plan. Parad has the money, so Parad can go in and pretend to, or buy a wand. He's got all that loot, and then you and me, we can sniff around and see if any of those herbs smell a little bit off. Okay. While she's busy taking care of Parad. What you say, Parad? Okay. All right, so you go on first. Get her busy. Well, who has the hollow... For your plan, who has the highest knowledge nature check? Does anybody have knowledge nature? I Mom have does. plus three. Artrilla does. Oh, I've got a plus seven. On nature? Uh-huh. Dang. Yeah, it's it one is, of his class it skills. It is a class oh, skill. Class class skill. So, who goes into the shop first? Well, I want Parad to. Do you go in first? I get the feeling he's not the one to chat up the lady. But that's only no. because my diplomacy is a plus 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but oh. I'm not talking oh. to you. Oh, 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 I got an idea. Little men, you having a stroke over there? I got an idea. Marcus? <laughs> yes? Nobody just walks into a store and says, hey, do you have some drugs? How do people do go about that sort of thing? Little man, we have a plan. Parad's gonna go distract her by buying a wand. But Parad can't talk. He's right. <laughs> at least he comes out and says it. He's right. He's right. I'm I can't. rolling my eyes at you, and I'm disgusted. Marcus can talk, and he knows how to talk to people. Oh yes, Marcus can talk and talk and talk. Not as much as you, though, mind you. Marcus, and not as cleverly either. Marcus knows how to talk to people. Any kind of people, not just, you know, criminals. But I'm assuming you're really good at that, too. Nice save, man. Nice save. (laughs) So how do people go about buying illegal goods? You've got to downplay the illegal part. You want him to go in there and buy the drugs? He can maybe get Jaminda talking about it. All right, we try your plan first, then we go back to my plan. Okay. Because I think this is gonna be hilarious to watch. Okay, so Artrilla's running ahead so she can get in the shop to just browse around because she wants to see him fall flat on his face. Okay, so. <laughs> and I assume you drag me with you. Yeah, of course, it's yeah. a show. Come on, let's go, little man. Whoa! Does Parad go in or does he hang out outside? I'm gonna wait outside for a bit. Cover the back entrance? Yeah, because apparently I'm the backup plan. Yeah, you're the backup plan, so be ready for me. So Marcus enters the shop, walks up to the counter. Let's get this silver tongue a wagon. Stands in front of Jominda and says. And rolls a three. Oh, (laughs) jeez. Man. So much for that. Thirteen, though. Thirteen. What do you ask her? How How do you talk to her? You know, I see a... You got quite a bit of herbs in here. But I'm looking for something that might, you know, just give a guy a chance to relax. We have plenty of herbs that can help help a guy relax. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Nod, nod. Nope. 
Dang. How, well, how can I how can I help you? Are you looking for something specifically? I'm seeing a lot of the stuff. A lot of the stuff I'm seeing in here is run of the mill. I'm looking for something a bit more uh, exotic. I have no idea what you're talking about. All right. Now roll that. Sense now would motive. be the time to roll. Now the sense is motive. the time for that. Twenty-five. Yeah. You know she's lying. Right, and neither do I. And he winks at her. So while this is going on, Min's cruising the herbs and stuff, like going with Artrilla's plan to see mm -hmm. if anything smells, sounds off. Gonna roll knowledge nature. And nine. Yeah, this all just kind of looks run-of-the-mill. So just so glad to know herbs. that he paid such close attention to his mom, the herbalist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is sad. That's sad. <laughs> she, uh, so Jaminda looks at Marcus, and she wait, leans wait. in. She leans in across the table and just kind of, like, gestures for you to lean in as well. Looks over at Artrilla and Min. Are they are they with you? Oh no, I've never seen them before in my life. I swear I saw you come in with them the other day. I'm gonna roll a bluff. wand. <laughs> Go ahead. And I actually don't think Marcus was there that time. I, I don't know. We're not sure, so roll the bluff. Roll just the bluff to... just to yeah. <laughs> Let the dice fall where they may. Okay. She needs to beat a fifteen. She beats it. Oh crap. Uh -oh. Yep. You're sure. You don't no, I'm them. just pulling your leg. Yeah, that with me. Can you ask them to leave for a second? That I can. All right, come on. But we just got here. Oh, there's nothing to be found I here. I haven't seen anything. Okay. <laughs> Sad place that doesn't sell any pesh. And he basically he... just kicks Arctrilla out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, slams the door behind her. Out the door. Min's yeah. leaving, because as far as he's concerned, uh, Jamin is innocent. It's a waste of time. Yeah, we didn't find anything. Did you find anything, Arctrilla? Oh, I didn't did find anything. Did you roll anything. knowledge nature? No. Oh. Oh, I probably could have. Yeah, go ahead and roll. Like, just because mine's higher doesn't mean you can't. It was only a 14. Uh, yeah, just same thing. Just normal herbs. I just saw not of herbs. Nothing There's unusual. A waste of time. I agree with you. Marcus probably already figured that out. He's in there right now putting the moves on her. Yeah, bet. Let's go tell Parade around the back. Okay. Okay, so we go back to Marcus inside. And she says... If you'll follow me, right. she opens up the counter, like the lifts up. She takes you to the back room, enter the back room, and just several shelves—not very many, just several shelves—line the wall. Red velvet bags on the shelves. How much? Five hundred a bag. Five hundred. Oh, well, it would seem I'm a bit light on coin at the moment. Um, how much can I get for half? Uh, half, uh, two fifty. All right. You got a deal, little lady. And All right. He pulls out his. Okay. All right. I, she was rolling a sense motive on you, but right. I did not get very high. So. Uh, actually, that, wasn't, well, that wasn't me trying to haggle with her. I only have like. Yeah. Well, I know you gold. only have three hundred, <laughs> but she's all she's also very suspicious she's of anybody shaky. that comes in yeah. in this in this establishment, and so actually, I'm gonna make you roll a bluff check 
to avoid giving yourself away for whatever reason. Natural 20. Okay, so you got it. So Marcus 31. Is a cool customer. Okay. She hands you half. So yeah, she measures it she out. She measures it out. She gets it all ready. Puts it in, in a nice little red velvet bag for you. Ties it off. Hands it to you. She, As you're turning to leave, she stops you and says, I haven't seen you around here very often. Are you new to town? Very. Just got in a few days ago, actually. Ever considered making a little extra coin? Nice. You look like a man who could use a little extra coin to line his pockets. Well, I'm slightly offended. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. I, I meant no offense. Well, you, just, you just look like the type of person that enjoys the finer things in life. You're not wrong there, little lady. I have a, a, a proposition for you. All right. I'm receiving a delivery tomorrow night. A blasted sheriff has been scoping out my... And Marcus rolls, rolls his, his eyes. eyes. I, I see you know him, I see. Yes. We're not on the best terms. I'm receiving a delivery, but the, the sheriff and his deputies, two in particular... Those, I, I actually have names. Trestleblade and Riff. Those two. chumps are giving you trouble. Mm, not trouble, but I'm worried... I'm worried they might see something and it might give them enough information to come in and, and raise hell in my shop. Alright, so what would my job entail exactly? She pulls out a vial from her, like, breast pocket. Cleavage. Not her cleavage, no. <laughs> from her breast pocket. And she says, this is not deadly. She hands it to you. you take it. It's not deadly. But it will make them sick long enough for the delivery to come without anybody noticing. Hmm. They slip that into food, drink, whatever. They just need to ingest it somehow. Luckily, there's no mages around here to purify this stuff. Am I right? Yeah. I'll see what I can do. Thank you. And he, like, flips the vial up and catches it. Catches it. Turns to leave. Yeah. You join the rest of the group outside. They're talking. You probably asked him, what took you so long? Let's put the moves on. See, it told you, little man. Exactly. Jamin is clean. Now, if you three would kindly follow me to the sheriff. Why? So we can tell him Jamin is innocent. Duh. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Right. Let's go. You walk back towards... The sheriff's office. Marcus's intentions, unclear at the moment. We're going to find out next week. Oh, <laughs> screw you. Make sure you come back next week to discover Marcus's decision and how the party will react to his decision. Things will heat up as tensions grow in our next episode.